Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast on this beautiful Monday morning. James Coe here with you, joined alongside by the magical beard of fantasy. Man, that beard is really coming in strong, by the way. Actually got it trimmed this weekend. You got so it trimmed. It's a little good. shaped and It's a little bit clean. more professional. Yeah. Okay, good. We got Matt Franciscovich in the building. What's up? I'm doing good, man. Monday morning. Okay. Got, you know, training camps right around the corner. Yeah. Getting excited. It's draft yeah. season. It's fantasy draft season. Let's go. I like it. All right, we got the WizKid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. What's cracking, man? Uh, Can we not go quite yet? Like, Why? can't we just extend, like, summer for a few more weeks? Nope, let's go. Before the season and stuff? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope, can't do it. We got MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. What's going on? Uh, Good to be back after a successful, entertaining road trip and uh, wedding. Uh, That's right. Alex Gelhar and I, 16 hours in a car together. Ooh. Uh, oh, how was that? It was good. Fun. Yeah. Had some great playlists, listened to a few podcasts, got ourselves ready for Game of Thrones. Okay. Yep, we listened to a little bit of the, uh, the what is it called? Binge, Binge mode, mode. Game of Thrones, where two people from The Ringer rewatched every episode of Game of Thrones and recorded a podcast about every episode. Yeah. So we wa- listened to like four or five from the latest season on our way down to mix it up. Nice. All right, we got the Fantasy Maverick. What's the great filibusterer himself. No, no, no. None of that stuff right there. I do want to I do want to say one thing though. Yes. What does it say about the world? Yes. When the Packers fan doesn't want football season to get here, <laughs> but the Bears fan is ready to go. <laughs> I like football. You're, you're, so I'm ready for it to start. No, I'm just kidding. You're ready for no. Mitchell Trubisky to just completely you know what? absolutely he's, tank it. First of all, he's okay. not going to probably play because Mike Glennon is there, the GOAT himself. Well, Mike Lennon is a good NFL quarterback. The I've, only person who didn't think so was uh-huh. Lovey Smith, the same person who thought it was a good idea to start Baby Hands Grossman <laughs> in the Super Bowl. So if Lovey doesn't like him, I love him. So we'll go with that. Uh, and I'm with franchise, like the fantasy draft. I I know we've talked about this. I know your thing yeah. is six points for passing touchdowns. Oh, yeah, which really need like that needs to be standard. You know what's funny is we just we just promoted somebody to a fantasy ops position. So everybody who's been hitting us up yeah. on Twitter and Facebook and Insta and all that stuff, okay. stop it. That position's been filled. Um <laughs> we gotta get in that guy's ear and be like, hey, real quick before the season starts, just make the standard six points. Just not not slide even a big that, thing. Just slide hey, that man, in. Man, just do that real quick. That. Boom. Make that happen. In addition, 
I also like the notion mm-hmm. of drafting like right around now. Now. Like now, because then the training camp matters to you. Yeah. You have to sweat out. No, I know. It extends every, the season out. Every ex- Wait, we're not supposed to call them exhibition. What are we supposed to- preseason or whatever? Preseason. Whatever we're supposed to call it. We're, I not, know it's- we're not supposed to call them exhibition. No, they're, no, no, no. There's, they're there's, exhibitions. That's, that's what there's, some, there's some trigger word that's like, <laughs> no, 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 don't ever say that. <laughs> don't ever call it an exhibition. Meaningless games. It might be exhibition. <laughs> but okay. I, I think that, uh-huh. yeah, it, it makes it a lot more enjoyable. And I'm going to start uh, – not this season because we've already said draft plans and motion. Well, maybe we should call them real games because, and then we could really say that there has never been an undefeated season because I just looked into this. The 72 Dolphins, lost they them. lost in the preseason. Of course they did. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so, really cool. I like it. I like it. You know, and it's also Let's go down that road. And season <laughs> tickets. If yeah. you've ever been a season ticket holder, yeah. like you have to buy those preseason games. Terrible. Which Ooh. is annoying. That's not good. I mean, it was cool when you were a little kid. Those were always the games I was able to go to because my neighbor had tickets. Mm-hmm. And they were cool because you didn't know any better. You're like, oh, I'm a little kid. I just want to go out and see these guys sure. run around the field. Yeah. Um, I just but wanna... now as an adult, you're like, I'm paying for this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? That's like. Well, when like, you're a little you... kid, it's just laundry to you. You know yeah. what I mean? And you're oh, like, yeah. oh, look at that laundry out in the field. It's great. But like, oh, know. those are the Rams uniforms. Yeah, of course. Exactly. This I'm is amazing. Right. Okay. Uh, we got a great show in front of us here today. We're going to be talking about late round running backs. As a matter of fact, the guys here at NFL.com have done a great job compiling a list of all your late round picks in general. We've got late round running backs. We've got late round wide receivers, late round tight ends, late round quarterbacks. It's the late round series. You can find it on NFL.com slash fantasy. But today we will focus in on late round series, focusing in on running backs. Plus, we will talk about notable contract year players. Uh, Last week we talked about running backs. This week we talk about notable contract year players at the wide receiver position. Devontae Adams, John Brown, who I think is a very interesting player, plus Martavis Bryant. Uh, We will talk about Terrell Pryor as well. We'll close out with a round of daily depth. But we start, as always, with your top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, so we missed this in our last podcast, but it came out on Friday that Ezekiel Elliott could possibly be facing a one- or two-game suspension, that per the great Adam Schefter. The, and I want to highlight this, the possible suspension stems from domestic violence charges that were never actually brought forth as the prosecutors in the Columbus, Ohio area declined to press charges. This uh, via the Columbus City Attorney's Office, quote, conflicting and inconsistent information. And that was the big reason why they did not press official charges. All right, back to fantasy, though. Oh, and also this came out this morning. Uh, Zeke reportedly involved in an incident at a Dallas area bar on Sunday night. No arrests were made. Police are investigating. Again, no arrests have been made. Police are investigating the team and the league, obviously, aware of the situation. But if it comes down that Zeke Elliott misses, uh, let's say, two games, is he still a top three pick? He won't be. And I think uh, it's going to be it's going to be different. And I know you went with the you and Brad Evans went over this yeah. on Twitter, and I'm on your side on this. In that last year, everybody overreacted way too much to Le'Veon Bell missing a couple of games. Because where do you go? Like the end of well, the second? there's a there's a uh, league he, he was going like early second by August. Okay, 
Okay, that but that was industry hipsters. I was in a, like in the league where I play. I don't want to say randos, but people who are a little bit more casual. Mm-hmm. I was at the turn because I had Antonio Brown, and I I did this just to make sure that I could say that I drafted him in the third round. But I drafted him with the first pick. <laughs> <of> the <third laughs> nice. And so he fell, and it okay. was ridiculous because he was so good over the 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 rest of the season. Right. That he probably took you to a championship, or at least got you very close. Similarly. Ezekiel Elliott will benefit from what Le'Veon Bell did last year. So he won't fall into the second round, but he will certainly fall out of the top three because I think people will look at Antonio Brown and some of the more uh, Odell Beckham Jr., some of those more reliable guys. I could see even Jay Ajayi jumping over him as well. So I I think that he doesn't fall as far, but he does fall out of the top three. And by the way, and and the thing, and I know there's not a lot of information that's coming out uh, about what happened to the incident on Sunday, but look, Never go out on a Sunday night. I think that's pretty that's that should be pretty standard. Like <laughs> Sunday afternoon, amazing. But when that sun goes down, you get your butt home. I have a scar on my knee because I did not heed okay. that advice. And All one right. time we were partying in Newport Beach. Yes. The sun was down. I was running to catch a cap and I ran flush into like one of those water meters. Yeah. It's like and then like oh. There's, like, the, the sidewalks in Newport in between the apartments. Like, I'm running full speed, like, cabs here. And I'm, like, booking. Nailed it. I still have a scar, and it's been, like, Ouch. 15, 20 years. How about this PSA? <laughs> don't, don't go out on a Sunday night? Sunday yeah. night. I, I want to say one more thing, too, with rank. I agree that it, uh, if Zeke gets suspended even just a couple games, two, maybe three, he still probably could merit a first-run selection. Let's not forget that last year he finished as highly as he did, did not play in Week 17. So he did that in 15 games. That's insane. So he, he's proven that even if he loses, like, one or two games, yeah. he'll still probably finish in that among those top five running backs, which will make him worth a first-round investment. Moving on, Deontay Foreman was arrested early Sunday morning on a weapons and marijuana charge. He was taken in by University of Texas police in Austin, where the former Longhorn said he was visiting friends. Foreman's lawyer released a statement saying the gun was legal and registered and that the weed was not used or possessed by Foreman, going so far as to say Foreman would submit to a, a urolysis attest to prove his innocence. We won't speculate on a suspension, obviously. If it happens, we'll talk about it then. But I did want to bring it up, at least put it on the fantasy radar for you folks out there. Moving on, Christian McCaffrey told NFL Network's Alex Flanagan that he is expecting to catch passes from Cam Newton this week or next. Now, usually, this would not really be news. We know, again, Christian McCaffrey, a great receiving running back. Cam Newton, a quarterback. Well, duh, they're going to be catching passes. But how about this? It's an indication, I think, that Cam's shoulder is doing a lot better and that he's actually ahead of schedule recovering from shoulder offseason shoulder surgery. Franchise? Yeah, I think it's the first time Cam's going to be throwing all offseason, and it's good for both of them because McCaffrey – didn't get the uh, earlier summer reps because he had to like stay and finish his last semester or whatever it was at Stanford. So yeah, it's a rule. He, that's a silly rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he needs the uh, on-field time with Cam. They need that to build that chemistry ahead of camp. So I think it's all positive right now. The fact that Cam's getting back on the field and throwing, and the fact that McCaffrey will be there with him, and then we can finally get a, a gauge of just how good these guys are what their chemistry is like, and they can start building on that uh, towards some preseason action. And well, you can watch Christian McCaffrey's ADP skyrocket. Once again. Once it, again. It seemed like it dropped a little bit when they said, hey, Jonathan Stewart's going to play a ton. Mm-hmm. So then it went down, 
And then after he told me at that same event <laughs> with Alex Flanagan that he was picking <sighs> McGregor oh, over which is crazy. Mayweather, which is like, all right. <laughs> wow. But he had reasons. Like he he like I I understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I don't agree with them. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's I mean, it's all good news. Like get get these guys on the field, start building their their uh uh relationship and Can we get now can we get somebody with the Colts to say something similar about Andrew Luck, so that we, so that we know that he's going to start throwing. He's soon. not. He's not concerned. It's fine. Uh, yeah, that uh, that concerns me greatly. Current but it seems like, but yeah. it seems like Cam Newton's being way undervalued in drafts. In well, he had such year. an awful season last year. That's yeah, one bad year. I mean, he was what like the quarterback eighteen or nineteen. I mean, and it was how how much of that has to do with the injury? You know, like yeah. could yeah. was he a hundred percent from like week two on? Like Probably nobody's not. giving yeah, like nobody's giving him the benefit of the doubt of a bounce back. Yeah, none. Like oh wait, he's terrible. Which <laughs> it, which rank you're right in fantasy is kind of crazy because like. You know, we made this point ad nauseum with Aaron Rodgers when he had his, his abysmal season or whatever when he yeah. finishes the QB8. But much like Rodgers, Cam has pretty much exclusively been a top-four fantasy QB his entire career, save last year. Now, granted, that was also a lot uh, reliant on his rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. So some people might be building in expectations that he's going to run less this year. But, I mean, Cam's still Cam. And until until they actually get him to just – be a pure pocket quarterback, I think he's going to have that instinct to run, and he's still going to rack up some points doing it. Yeah, I mean, again, but we start talking about those things. It's it's funny to me because the more Cam runs, the less, I think, effective Christian McCaffrey will be, right? So those two things, to me at least, are tied together. And as we've highlighted on this very podcast, running quarterbacks generally don't throw to their running backs either. So I don't know. It's it's certainly something to watch, especially during uh, whatever limited preseason action we're going to see from those two gentlemen. But I don't think Christian McCaffrey is going to be a typical running back, and where he's going to be on the field is going to be much different than you would expect from somebody who's going to be a checkdown artist because he'll be lined up in the slot, and they'll find creative ways to get in the ball, a lot of dump-offs. I think that the, his passing yards will actually start to go up. When you have exciting players with him, with McCaffrey and uh, Curtis Samuel, I think that's going to be a huge benefit to Cam. All right, so there you go. We'll go to Arizona. Kerwin Williams is reportedly the handcuff now to own in Arizona. Kent Summers, the great Kent Summers of the Arizona Republic. If you don't follow him for Cardinals news, you should. Uh, he says Bruce Arians is comfortable with Kerwin Williams backing up David Johnson because of the improvements he's made in pass blocking. And, oh, by the way, remember Andre Ellington converting to wide receiver? Apparently that dream has died. Summers what? also says Ellington is now back as a running back. Terrible. Another name to keep in mind there is the rookie speedster out of North Carolina, T.J. Logan. We go to Marcus Grant. Uh, Kerwin Williams, the handcuff to own. Is he even draftable, though? Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, I mean, you know, when you've got David Johnson saying, I think I can handle 30 touches a game this year, um, I mean, unless something actually happens to him, Kerwin Williams has no – Kerwin Williams, T.J. Logan, Andre Ellington. I mean, these guys just have next to no value there. So, I mean, you know, I, it, I, you know, I know that you know, there is a, a, a growing debate about the validity of drafting handcuffs in fantasy football, but I can certainly tell you that there's no reason to try and grab somebody from Arizona. I mean, that, that, is, that is truly going to be a wasted roster spot. So, instead of worrying about who's going to back up David Johnson, uh, go spend that roster, that, that draft pick on something else, on someone else. Uh, you know, and Aaron then, McFadden. Right. And then if, if, you know, 
heaven forbid something does happen to David Johnson, okay, then then there will be the mad stampede to the waiver wire to pick yeah. up Kerwin Williams. But that that's about it. All right, there you go. I think that's good advice. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the late round series that you guys have uh, written. We'll focus on the running back position. The great. Matt Franciscovich, the franchise. Yeah, buddy. Wrote this piece. Uh, you, you talk about some – you give us a handful of names, really interesting names that you can find in the 10th round or later of your standard 10-team draft. We'll start with Jeremy Hill. I, I feel as if he is being underdrafted right now. Explain your reasoning here. Look, I just can't quit Jeremy Hill. I have this, <laughs> I have this affinity for him every year. I've had him in Dynasty League. Like, every year I just am like, you know what? I'm just going to take Jeremy Hill. I like it. Why not? Uh, but everyone's – Why not? Uh, you know, everyone, they, obviously they drafted Joe Mixon, who's super talented. Uh, and the hum from beat riders in Cincinnati, okay. even since last season ended before they drafted Joe Mixon, was Jeremy Hill is still going to be the short yardage goal line guy. Uh, and yeah, well, his his volume will probably go down. Um, he's had like two over 200 carries each of the last three seasons, so we might see a downtick there as Mixon gets more involved. But I think to start the season, Mixon will be the third down guy. Hill will be the early down short yardage guy, uh, and that has value in a fantasy league when you can get a guy with touchdown upside like Hill has 100%. In, in the tenth round or later. Yeah. I agree. So at ten, round 10, I'll take him there all day. James White, you have penciled in. Uh, he currently has an ADP in the 12th round. Explain your reasoning there. So everyone is on Mike Gillisley, but his ADP is going is like round five right it's now. Outrageous. It, it's outrageous. Mike Gillisley Everyone's is, kind of assumes. What? Mike Gillisley into round, no. into round five. Yeah. No, he Lots is not. Yeah, don't, it's, no. It's yes. crazy. That yes. is insane. Everyone just assumes he's going to be LeGarrette Blount. <laughs> Right, well, it's well, eighteen <laughs> touchdowns, three hundred. I haven't looked at his ADP, but my God, you're telling me it's in the fifth yes. round. Yes, I mean, yes. I mean it, 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 it all goes it back. Should be. It all goes back what? to it all goes back to no. the birth of running backs out there. So yeah. anytime there's a running back oh. with any, with any sort of viability, that guy is going to get overdrafted. And, this is the way of the world now. Right, I and mean, and I get that's, it. And that's crazy talk, old Gill. You gotta love him. <laughs> Do you? It, it, yeah, it's I know little, Burkhead's there, so it's a little exactly it's a little daunting. He's the yeah. goat, right? <laughs> and that's and that's the thing. There's so many guys in this backfield. How can you invest a fifth round pick in a guy who you don't even know what his role is going to be, uh, especially in New England? Uh, so I went with James White here because he's going in the twelfth round, mm -hmm. and he's one of the best pass catching backs in the league. He was the star of the Super Bowl last year. He should have been MVP. Should have been the real he Super Bowl MVP. MVP was James White. Let's get real, people. I agree. Okay. Uh, uh, and wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Tom Brady is the MVP of that game. If Jimmy Garoppolo, uh -huh. it's twenty-eight there? to three, uh -huh. and Jimmy Garoppolo is out there, do you think the Patriots <laughs> win? Toast. Look, I'm just, I just, <laughs> I'm just asking a simple yes or no. I'm just sick of Tom Brady. <laughs> yes or no? I'm just sick of him. I mean, yes or no? Garoppolo was what? He was, he was two and one as a starter. I mean, yeah, why not? It's true. Why not? Oh, got it. Why not? I'll take anyway. It. The whole reason Where, the you know Patriots what? are able to rally. <laughs> no. From that. no, 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 no. no. The whole no. reason I tell you what, Jacoby Brissett would have taken nice. that team back <laughs> from twenty-eight to three. I'm telling you, the whole reason New England felt that they could Jacoby Brissett. Would have done the same damn thing. <laughs> He's just Tom Brady's a, an easily replaceable player. System quarterback. System quarterback, bro. I think you can Look, say that about the running. You know what? <laughs> we should have gave the MVP to Bill Belichick. That's what we should have done. He should. Uh, okay. He should have been the MVP. He's the best. He's the best. He. You know what's funny too? Yeah. In doing, I'm sorry. Go. Go it's back. It's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hijacked your James Wall. Go ahead. Play. Please. Got, no, no, no. Got railroaded. But you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> 
the Giants, yeah. and everybody talks about like how they're a great team. Like Bill Belichick has pretty much basically had a hand in all four of their Super Bowl titles because the Giants beat them twice. But the two Super Bowls that they won were largely because of his defenses because he was the defensive coordinator, especially the one in Super Bowl twenty-five when they shut down that high-powered Bills offense. That's Belichick because you look at Parcells without Belichick, not a Hall of Fame coach. Okay. That's my unpopular opinion. Bel- so that's why Belichick's I'm drafting James White. Well, I'm, dra- I'm drafting him in round 12 because the- after the Super Bowl, they re-upped his contract. He's the guy who's been there the longest. He yeah. has a rapport with Tom Brady. They trust him. Belichick and Brady have both been, look, this is our guy. He's- we know what his role is going to be, and yeah. we don't know what any of these other guys' role is. I guess my only qu- the only question there, for me anyways, regarding James, how how much will he be out on the field? Well, they can – he, he – uh, they work him in in the slot a lot, kind of like Theo Riddick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I see some value there. Maybe he's not in the backfield on every snap, but he's right. out of running routes like a wide receiver, which has value, especially in PPR leagues. So sure. given his 12th round value, like if you're looking to bolster That's your, good point. your bench That's a good point. in the late rounds, Why the hell not? take a stab at James White. Why the hell not? I like it. CJ, you know what? I, I've noticed about this. You like them pass catching running backs. Well, they're all. This, that, is, the they're, most, they're, this is the most hipster thing about They're them. all values. This is the most hipster thing about this list. Yes, sure. They are a Fantasy lot. Fantasy hipsters love themselves some pass catching running backs. That's right. Well, that's right. And there's a trend <laughs> in the league. You know, guys like Tevin Coleman yeah. and Theo Riddick, they sure. have value. It's just they're, they're taken later because they're not seen as touchdown guys. How about C.J. Procise there in Seattle? Yeah, so last year we just saw... Talk about a guy you can't quit. I know. I love C.J. Procise. <laughs> last year we saw flashes week 10 and 11. Uh, yeah. They beat the Seahawks beat the Patriots in week 10. It was Tom Brady's only loss last year. Okay. And Procise was the Seahawks' leading receiver and running back in that game. Then the next game against Philly, he had that like 72-yard touchdown run, and then he got hurt, and we didn't see him again all season. So he's healthy finally. And we got Eddie Lacy and Thomas Rawls there, but C.J. Procise is still locked in as the third down back, and I think they're going to use him in creative ways. And uh, he's explosive. I want to hear from the rest of the stronghold. MG, we'll start with you in regards to C.J. Procise. It's a crowded backfield there. Uh, your thoughts on C.J.? I do like him. Um, you know, I, I worry about how much he's going to be involved in the offense. But I, I do think that if what we saw last year is any indication, the Seahawks threw the ball a little bit more than we were used to seeing. That obviously is where ProSize slides in nicely. I, I, but how how the you know distribution of labor is going to be split up between he and Eddie Lacy and Thomas Rawls kind of remains to be seen. But if we're taking if we're talking about you know a late round draft pick on a guy, yeah, I I believe in ProSize. Alex Gilhar, I I think it's a it's a solid value to grab him because with Lacy and Rawls kind of duking it out, uh, presumably for the same type of role that early down touchdown hammer. Procise at least has a carved-out role. He's coming out of value in the double-digit rounds, and we've seen he's talented enough to run it between the tackles and be a home run threat. I was just about to ask in you, the, can this guy be a between-the-tackles runner? Yeah, absolutely. In the off chance that he wins this job outright or those other two guys, I mean, he's been saddled with injuries. All three of them have been saddled, <laughs> yeah. saddled with yeah. a lot None of injuries None of them are durable. <laughs> yeah. So, like, why, why not take a, a dart throw on a – if you're taking him in the 11th round, he's going to be a bench guy, and you hope that he might, you know, provide emerge flex value or he can emerge as a starter. Yeah. I, I think anytime you're taking taking somebody in the double-digit rounds, you're going to put them on your bench mm-hmm. for a while. And you've got to be pa- – I mean, that's one of the things. You've got to be patient in fantasy. You know what I'm saying? you got to be able to wait a few weeks out and hold on to guys. And, yeah. I, and there's going to be those hot waiver wire ads that you're super tempted to pick up, but 
there's got to be a line in the sand you got to draw with some of these guys that you're going to be saying, you know what, man, I'm willing to wait two, three, four weeks right. to see what happens. Look at Jay Ajayi last year. Great point. Yeah. Great point. Oh, my God. If you drafted Jay Ajayi and then let him go after week one, <laughs> yeah. oh, good God. And it was the same with Dante. You hate yourself. It was the same with uh, not uh, Dante Foreman, Devonta Freeman two years ago. Great point. Yeah. Tevin Coleman same was thing. a starter hey, there. Yeah, you know who did that in one league? Uh-oh. This guy. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. It happens. Uh, you've got Theo Riddick in – who's got an ADP in the 10th round. Uh, tell me why you like old Chronicles of Riddick there in Detroit. So Amir Abdullah's healthy, we hope, but he doesn't have a track record of durability. No. Uh, also has a track record of fumbles. Riddick also. How dare you? How dare you? Yes, he does have a track record of fumbles. What is he on your dentist team? Think, why do you care about Amir Abdullah? I like him. Hopefully, hopefully, I like him too. Hopefully he'll be the guy there, but Riddick still has value either way. Uh, he had surgery on both of his wrists this offseason, which is a little bit of a red flag. Um, but if he's fully healthy and he's in there based on his target market share the last couple seasons, he's in line for at least 80 targets across 16 games. Um, only eighty, uh, only four running backs at 80-plus targets in 2015 and only three last year. So that's a huge target market share. He's, you know, he's – he used to be a wide receiver, so he can run routes. They put him in the slot. They use him all over the place. And Anquan Bolden's not there anymore. I think so that's, that's the big part. Yeah, that's a bunch of targets, especially in the red zone. Because Bolden was feasting underneath. Yes. I mean, right. him and Golden Tate, you know what I mean? They were using that short passing work uh, in that J- Jim Bob Cooter offense. So, uh, JBC. JBC, can that's you feel right. me? That's right. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think with Anquan Bolden gone now, Theo Riddick certainly uh, looks like he may have a few more opportunities. All right, yep. honorable mention, Joe Williams in San Francisco, Alvin Kamara in New Orleans, and DeAndre Washington in Oakland of those three who sticks out for you give me a quick analysis uh I'd say probably Joe Williams right now just because the the drumbeat has been that Carlos Hyde is gonna have to work for his job right and they went out and got Joe Williams in the draft you know they they they, I think they traded up for him I don't know but they don't remember but they they liked him him. yeah Shanahan likes him so uh the story as the story goes I guess San Francisco had him off the board entirely because he has a lot of uh off-the-field issues out of Utah. Mm-hmm. But uh, this guy's a great runner, Adam. Right? As you probably know, uh, watching a lot of these Pac-12 games, but uh, I guess Shani loved the kid. Yeah, he really does. And and you got to – you lean towards the guys that he always picks anytime a new coach comes in, and you realize that when there's an incumbent like Carlos Hyde, he's not going to be given the benefit of the doubt. And it was a similar thing that happened – in Atlanta, where they went in and Shanahan and that regime drafted Tevin Coleman, Tevin Coleman yep. and they weren't really high on Devontae Freeman. No. But, I mean, they gave Freeman, Coleman but, the starting but job. But Freeman is such a good running back yeah. that he's going to get over. Like, it's a, it, it's inevitable. I don't get that feeling with Carlos Hyde. There are plays that he makes were, that are just incredible. I think incredible. the spins against Minnesota a couple of years ago. The Monday Night Football game. Yeah, straight out of Madden, you know, where you're like, this guy is incredible, but we've seen enough of Carlos Hyde to where it just hasn't clicked for him. Now, perhaps being with Mike or with Kyle Shanahan, excuse me, could he be instead turn into one of those running backs? Possibly, but I, I, I would, excuse me, I would go with the guy that the coaching staff is invested in or the guys that they're bringing in. I mean, they did, you know, bring in Tim Hightower as well, but. It's Tim Hightower. That's that's a camp body. Yeah. Okay. Until that Breida guy. He's pretty weathered at this point. The Georgia Southern kid. Weathered. By the way, I went Great back. Word. <laughs> weathered. I like it. But I did go back and try to look as 
as much as possible at that Georgia, Georgia Southern kid. Uh-huh. Dude, he's nice. Yeah? He's really good. Okay. You right, again, well, you, you got to take into account the I haven't competition seen, that he's going You're against. talking about Brita, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he, I don't want to put it because I don't want to say that he's going to come out and have a Jordan Howard type like, season. Type season. You're but talking about Joe Williams? Uh, Brita. Oh, Brita. You're still talking about Brita? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow really? Because a lot of times when you watch the running backs, that even though they're playing against lesser competition, and yeah, yeah. somebody like Jordan Howard was playing at uh, Alabama, Birmingham, and then Indiana, yeah. you, you're like, ah, eh, well, we'll see, because they didn't play big-time football. But you're like, sometimes that works to their benefit. <laughs> Jordan Howard pl- played in a Power <laughs> 5 conference, and he still ran roughshod over people <clears> in the I Big think that's Ten. What he, he is, uh, I think that's what he's alluding to. He's alluding to? Yeah. Who, Jordan Howard? Yeah, when he was he at played Indiana. At, he played at Alabama, Birmingham right. for two years. He yeah. played one year. In Indiana. And he played, played well. He played very well. Yes, but it's not like he was recruited to a big five power conference. It's true. He okay. started. And if, if they wouldn't have dropped their program, then he wouldn't have gone to Indiana. That's a good point. That's a very good point. All right, let's talk about notable contract year players at the wide receiver position. Devontae Adams leads this list in my mind. His rookie deal is expiring. Uh, there is about a 0% chance that Green Bay will franchise tag this guy. So I think there's a lot of motivation, Alex Gilhar, going to 2017 for Devontae Adams. Certainly should be. And, I mean, he you know he missed 1,000 yards last year by, what, three yards and had his double-digit touchdowns. So he'd want. I'm sure he wants to prove that it was no fluke. The issue is just going to be for him delivering on this contract year hype and you know trying to make him get himself a great payday, whether it's with Green Bay or beyond, is the the volume of targets he's going to see. Because simply put, like Randall Cobb's going to be healthier. Jordy Nelson's back to 100%. They got Martellus Bennett. They have running backs they can throw to. So it's going to be it's going to be tough. It could be tough for him to return the kind of value we found last year with him, um, especially near the red zone. He had 121 targets last year. I mean it. That could be a hard number for him to hit again this year with a healthier Randall Cobb and Martellus Bennett there likely soaking up a lot more looks. So I think he's still a decent player to, to draft. I wouldn't get crazy about reaching for him, though. I think What's a good price? I don't know. His ADP, I think, is in like the fourth or fifth round, and I'd rather that sounds about right, no? I'd rather wait a little longer. Okay. Just just to insulate myself from that this that that risk there. I mean, he did have a very rocky season in twenty. Even though the overall you know compiling of numbers was good, it was a lot of peaks and valleys. Yeah. He had like if you go to his game logs, he had I think he had a couple different two touchdown games. He had yeah. games where he'd just disappear, but that was the type of receiver he is. He had he had one two three four games with over a hundred yards, um, and then he had uh, one two three four five six seven eight nine different games where he scored a touchdown. So that was at least the relatively consistent part. But yeah. Twelve touchdowns is hard to replicate. Oh like, yeah. So I, I I think he's he's gonna be a good player again, but I he's not one of the contract guys I'd be circling to like reach a round or two early on. Okay. How about Terrell Pryor? He signed a one year six million dollar deal in Washington last year in Cleveland, his first full year as a wide receiver. I couldn't believe this number. I couldn't believe he saw a hundred and forty targets last year. 140 targets. He only pulled in 77 receptions. Did have a thousand yards. Had four touchdowns, and obviously was playing uh, with a variety of hot garbo. Oh, what? Is that not true? Cody Kessler played pretty well. Did he? he oh, was yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, okay. He did yeah. well. All right. Meh. I, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. He didn't I come s- and light the world on fire. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I thought he was. He's no Jacoby Brissett, obviously. But. Obviously. <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> Potential Super Bowl MVP, Jacoby Brissett. <sighs> no? Okay. You're so wrong. <laughs> You're so wrong. Look, he didn't play with very good quarterback play. 
last year. I agree. That's the bottom. I agree. He did not play in a very good offense. Kirk, Kirk Cousins is a step up from anything. Oh, he's a big Terrell Pryor. And you talk with. about somebody in a contract year with something to not necessarily prove, but Kirk Cousins wants to go out there and get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Terrell Pryor wants to go out and get paid. Yeah. No, it's a I nice combination. I love that combination. And he's been working with Randy Moss in the offseason. Love it. Dude, Pryor's a beast. And he's still learning how to be a wide receiver. That's what like, I'm saying. He, he yeah. might not have reached his potential yet. Um, you know that Terrell Pryor was the last quarterback to start for the Raiders that's before, before Derek, Derek Carr? Carr. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that that's so weird. That is that's that is so a crazy. true statement. That is so crazy. Um, all right, Adam Rank, give me your take on Terrell Pryor. He, to me, this is a guy that I, I just I need. I absolutely need this dude uh, come draft time. Certainly reaching for him probably way earlier than I would want to. Yeah. Just kind of monitoring the ADP. He's going to be somebody by the time we get to drafts is going to be – Overvalued, but a I third kinda, rounder. I, but I kind of, yeah, I, easy. Hold on, I think yeah, he's easy. in. I think he's in the third round right now. Already? All 30, right. Well, it's already here. Thirty-nine. Overall. <laughs> it's already happening. <laughs> oh, he's thirty. He's uh, thirty-nine overall. That would be that's a fourth, fourth, like fourth round. According to fantasy, that's fourth pros. round. Well, fantasy football calculators got him at thirty-two. Okay, which so is, it's like so he's just on, outside on the cusp. Yeah, it's third, like that iceberg rounder. sliding away from Antarctica. We can't stop it sliding. <laughs> it's already happened. It's out of the bag. And I mean, look, Pierre Garcon isn't there anymore. Deshaun Jackson's not there anymore. That's what I'm saying. And they hate Josh Doxson. Jordan Reed reason. can't stay on the field. Like the opportunity. I think crazy. if Jordan Reed's even out there, it's still fine. I mean, sure. you know, he, Terrell Pryor fi- fills a role that Jordan. I mean, Jordan Reed is obviously a tremendous player. Oh, yeah. But I mean, God, I mean, good God, we're talking about you know yeah. nearly 600 passes right uh, out there. I so mean, yeah. Right. I, I think I that 140 targets seems doable. Oh, it's easily repeatable. Well, I mean, I really don't see how, you know, basically Terrell Pryor, Jamison Crowder slide into the Pierre Garcon, D-Jax situation there. I mean, you know, you just – I know they're not the same players. They don't necessarily go one-to-one, but those roles are now available, and yeah. those are the two players that are going right. to step into them. Right, And even exactly. if you think – like, Jameson Crowder had 99 targets last year. Uh, Jordan Reed had 89. So even if you assume that they're going to eat some more – there were there were 214 targets that walked out the door with Pierre Garcon and Deshaun Jackson. So even if you take 30 targets from that pool and give it to each Reed and Crowder, you're still left with about 140 for Pryor again. I like from it. a better quarterback and a high flying offense. Yeah, I like buddy. It a lot. I like it a lot. This is a guy, Terrell Pryor, that you absolutely need to circle. I love I love Terrell Pryor. Unless you're in my draft, then then don't circle. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> this is probably a good time to remind people that uh, rate and review the podcast. Yes, please. Uh, because sometime later this summer, we will be taking applicants for the Listener League. Yes. And we've got multiple Listener Leagues. We're going to have the OG League. Again, yes. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the Bearded League. Yes. Should be. The Danger Fantasy Zone. Hipster <clears throat> League. And I will definitely tell you we will have the Danger Zone League. Once again, this year as well. Nice. Uh, it's going to be a massive 16-team. Wow. League. Did like we do 12 or did we do 14 teams? <laughs> we, did, uh, we, did, we did 12, I believe. 16-team, two quarterback nope. league. Make it a nope. super. Oh, pass. my God. Do two nope. quarterbacks. We're not doing it. 16-team, two, two quarterbacks. Come on. What? All what? The, that means every quarterback all the, all the has QBs to start. will be gone by the third round. Superflex. Yeah. Just do Superflex. You don't have to start two. <laughs> Wait, can you do Superflex on NFL.com? Yeah, you can make the flex a QB option. Okay, I'm pretty positive you can. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to quarrel. Everybody, tweet at James and tell him you no, want yeah. a super flex <laughs> no. 16 team. We're, we're gonna have to league. we're gonna have to take a quorum. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, and by the way, you can also draft right now. NFL.com/slash/fantasy. Do your live draft, okay. mock draft with people. Yes. And uh, don't forget to hit up the draft kit. We're, we go. got all this late round series is in there. Lots of other research and stuff to help you get prepared for draft day. All right. Good. Perfect. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about Arizona. I get I get hives thinking about. A two quarterback league. Come on! In general, even in a ten-team 
two quarterback. I hate it. Absolutely hate oh, it. A sixteen team two. It's the danger zone, bro. He's looking at me right now, folks. It's like, gonna be great because like in those weeks when <laughs> there's six teams on a bye. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. That's I hate fun. it. I absolutely hate it's it. It's a danger zone. That's uh, true. That's very true. We'll, we're we're going to have to get together and talk about this. Let's move on to Arizona. Let's talk about John Brown. Uh, he started just six games last year, although I think he played in 15. Uh, saw 73 targets, 517 yards, two touchdowns. Although Michael Floyd now gone. Uh, Floyd had 88 targets in this offense last year and, and often started alongside Larry Fitzgerald. It looks like it's going to be John Brown starting opposite Larry Fitz. This is a guy, gentlemen, that, you know, fantasy hipster or not, I love this kid. Uh, and I think he's going to be a, a prime candidate, again, in a contract year to go out there and ball. Alex Gale, how are your thoughts? Sorry, I was just distracted from something else, but I love John Brown this year. I think we, we started to see his potential last year was just ravaged with injuries, the sickle cell trade, everything, as you mentioned. Yeah. And, like, they, they're going to need him to step up. Like, they haven't made a significant investment in, at the wide receiver position in a long time. They just took Chad Williams in the third round, but he's out of a, a small school, Grambling, Stri- Grambling State. And, uh, you know, John Brown has a history with Carson Palmer. He can get deep. He can run all the routes. I think he's in a great spot. He's being so undervalued these years uh, right now, going, like, close to round 10 in 12-team drafts, I think. Crazy, yeah. Like, for a potential number one wide receiver on what could be a good offense, like, I mean, I have concerns about the Cardinals if Carson Palmer, uh, you know, shows more signs of aging, but – but if, if things go well, John Brown is, is going to be a, a great wide receiver in fantasy. I mean, people forget, too, early on in the season before the sickle cell trait really took hold. Uh, I mean, there was a game where he saw, you know, 14 targets, had 11 receptions, 144 yards or whatever yep. it was. So uh, he's seen, you know, double-digit target share uh, in a couple different games early on in the season. And then, of course, you know, his health kind of deteriorated as the season went on. But I know he's a smallish receiver, Marcus Grant, but I, I don't know, man. I, I just I got a feeling this could be his year. No, I believe. I do. I, I totally believe in the John Brown redemption this year. Um, you know, again, he just has to stay healthy, stay on the field. Uh, we have seen what he can do. And I guess I tend to believe that last year the Cardinals had – it was more of a, a hiccup, a speed bump. Um, you know, hopefully they've, they've shored up that offensive line because that, that's a big part of it. But I truly believe that John Brown is poised to come back and have a big year. And so if, if he is – if he continues to go where he's currently going in drafts, that's that's almost stupid. Yeah, James, the games, there there were two games, because I remember Harmon was breathing a big sigh of relief because John Brown's one of his boys, like yeah. one of his reception-perception favorites. It was in weeks three and four. He saw 11 targets, caught six passes for 70 yards, and then the next week saw 16 targets, oh! caught 10 passes for a buck 44. Huge. Um, I think I remember Harmon tweeting out some next-gen stats, route charts, too, that showed he was doing everything. He's not just a deep threat. Right. Now, fully healthy, he's not going to average, you know, 13 targets a game. But we you've seen what type of receiver he can be even yeah. last year in a disaster season. So the the arrow is pointing up for Mr. John Brown. That's what I would think. I would think in, in Arizona too. You know what I mean? I think I think they're going to be better this year. At least I would hope so. I mean, I've got some questions about the quarterback position, but um but man, it's hard not to like his his price right now, John Brown. His role in the offense, I don't know, man. These these last two guys, Terrell Pryor and John Brown, those are guys that if you're going running back heavy early, get these guys, man. Yeah, get these guys. All right, contract year players that I'm tired of talking about already, so we're not going to talk about them. Martavis Bryant, <laughs> his rookie deal is coming up. Suspensions, he's got lots to prove. Uh, Dante Moncrief, his rookie deal is coming up as well. He's been, you know, saddled a lot of injuries. He's got lots to prove. But his quarterback's also coming off an injury too. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of a red flag. Uh, I know. And I want to love Dante Moncrief. I do. 
I do, but man, the shoulder injury to Andrew Luck has me concerned, and of course, Dante Moncrief uh, himself has dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, he's got a lot to prove, man. So I don't know. I, I think Dante Moncrief, if if everything goes right, could be a guy that goes absolutely ham this year. But uh, but again, we've talked about him ad nauseum. Alshon Jeffrey, one year, nine point five million dollar deal with Philadelphia, a, pro- a show me prove it deal. Uh, in Philadelphia, he's had suspensions and injuries. He has a lot to prove as well, but my God, we've talked about Alshon a lot. Uh, these are some other guys that are in contract years, but they've got nothing to prove. I don't know if it matters. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, again, rookie deals coming up. They're in contract years technically, but I don't think they have anything to prove. I don't think them being in contract years uh, really – you know, moves the needle for Nuke or Allen. I don't Robert. know. I, I I think Nuke, and it's not maybe another big thing to prove, but you know, he was yeah. What, two years ago was obviously outstanding. Last year with Brock Osweiler, it was miserable, miserable. And I do think there's a little bit of hey, let's make sure that you know the one big year wasn't just a mirage, and that that last year he wasn't you know that that maybe Osweiler was bad as bad as we think he was. Because like, if yeah. if he comes out this year and he's just okay. But what about if Tom Savage is as bad? I mean, well, it's not like Tom Savage was. No, you're right. I mean, you know, you're right. So I mean, maybe maybe we won't know. And so maybe at the end of it, we'll look around and we'll just be like, "Hey, maybe Nuke is just somewhere in the middle." No, I don't think that's that truth at all. I mean, he had 1,200 yards his sophomore season, yeah. 1,500 his third year. Last year, that offense was an abject disaster. disaster. It like it hurt my eyes to watch. Them oh, you couldn't watch it. it was unwatchable game tape <laughs> during the week. Unwatchable. And he still almost cracked a thousand yards. Yeah. So I think I think Nuke is safe. I don't think uh, they're gonna. Even his rookie season was pretty. He had eight hundred yards as a rookie. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I liked it. Uh, but there you go. All right. So let's close out your show with a round of daily daps. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the daily daps and hugs. Give me daps because I be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up daps about daps. Daily dap time. I'll start us off. I'll undap technology. I've been trying to get this bad boy going <laughs> on uh, Facebook Live, and we've been relatively consistent about it. The yeah. only problem is technology doesn't want to work with me here. We've had bad internet uh, throughout the building today in this morning. So uh, the 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 internet or the feed on Facebook Live is basically unusable, according wah, to wah. my Facebook Live uh, mentions here. So I do apologize to those folks who were you know tuning in, and we've done a pretty good job with trying to get it up. But um, I, just when I thought. We had the whole technology side figured out today. The internet does not want to work with me. Uh, I will give a dap to, I just started, uh, Ray Donovan. And I know it's been around for years Whoa. now. But my God, what a great show this is. And I know I'm super late to the train here, but whatever, man. Look, I just got showtime, so uh, I'm catching up it's on It's like uh, discovering music. Yeah. Like if you just stumbled upon George Harrison, you're like, wow, this guy's really <laughs> this guy's good. <laughs> but time, but shows like that can be timeless yeah. because it doesn't matter because you just binge watch them anyway. That's right. That's exactly right. So I, I just stumbled upon Ray Donovan, uh, and I absolutely love it. By the way, uh, because of Marcus's Gra- Marcus Grant's suggestion on Thursday, started watching Castlevania. Uh-huh. Interesting show. Right. Very interesting show. I'm through two episodes uh, of Castlevania. It's such a short watch, too. Right. I mean, it's like it's 24. Like, it's like 20 minutes of content. Basically. You know what I mean? Right. So bang, bang, bang. You're in. You're out. But uh, but no, very interesting. Uh, not what I expected, by the way, either. No, and it's not for the kids. It is not for the kids. It's not for the kids. It is uh, not for the kids. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a very interesting um, uh, anime. And, uh, and I would, again, highly recommend that. 
as well. All right, Alex Gilhart, give me some daily daps. Uh, first daily dap to uh, our friend and colleague, Haitham Kalani, on getting oh, hitched yeah, this weekend. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. There uh, go. Beautiful little wedding for he and his wife, Kayla, on her one of her family's ranches way up in NorCal. It was, fortunately for us, not like a thousand degrees on the day of the <laughs> wedding. It was actually hotter the day before. Huh. So those of us wearing full suits, which included Marcus and me, uh, dodged a bullet there. Uh, I have to obviously have to dap the return of Game of Thrones. It was amazing. Uh, very excited to have that show back. And also daily daps to the staff at the Ringer for the Binge Mode podcast. I wasn't sure how I would feel about it. Them d- like diving deep episode by episode. I was kind of hoping they were going to do like episodes per season so you could really catch up but they did a great job they had some fun segments wait wait wait, hold on every single one of their episodes is about an episode of game of thrones so they what? did they did 60 episodes over the past like couple months like, leading think, up to i think some of their seven. podcast episodes are longer than the actual episodes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> no seriously the one the one we listened to yesterday on the season six finale was an hour and 15 minutes long but that was because well, they're they're both big book fans as well, which I appreciate because oh, I've I read see. the books. I'm not nearly as knowledgeable as those two. Oh, I see. But so they would dive deep into sections of the book lore and explain like what oh, they were I showing see. us in the show versus what wasn't there, I and like I mean, it was a damn, other stuff like that. It was a damn history lesson about Westeros. Yeah, like no, it was it was really good, and it reminded <laughs> me of stuff too because I've I haven't read the books in years. I should go. I should okay. honestly go back and reread <clears> them. But yeah. they were super knowledgeable and they're super fun, and they just love the show and like. If you want to, like, I would recommend just go back and pick some of your favorite episodes and hear them talk I about see. it. Or, like, if you're if you want to get re caught up before this current season, just breeze through those episodes too, because they'll give you they give you some more context and backstory than what the actual episodes themselves do. Interesting. All right. So I check like it out. It. Yeah, uh, binge mode podcast from the Ringer, the magical beard of fantasy, Matt franchise. I, What's up? I went to the movie theater this weekend. You guys. Whoa! I saw a movie. What'd you see? Why is this a big deal? I don't, Wait, what's, you don't, yeah, you don't, I don't see. Theater. I don't see a lot of movies. Oh, I see. The I saw the Big Sick. Oh, okay. love it. And it was good. It was good. It was, I got uh, some Master of None vibes a little bit. Uh, Aziz was first, bro. Come on. But uh, <laughs> it was good. It was a good. It was a story. It was emotional. Okay. Uh, it was a good story. I like. Uh, you know, I loved everything about it. There it was, you go. It was good stuff. One it was, of my, it was one of my comedy. favorite movies of the year. It kind of pulled at the heartstrings a little bit. Can we dig a little deeper here, though? Like, why don't you go to theater? Like, I used to love to go to movies, and I and I made it a common thing. But nowadays, with the kid, you yeah. just can't. You can't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's impossible. But why just, don't you go? I don't know. I just don't. You don't like. I have a fear. I have a fear of. Is paying, it too expensive? What is? It? I have a fear of paying money to go see a movie that I'm gonna. Regret it having paid for at the end I, of it. Well, it also that's, that's how I feel about buying the DVD of Chips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> franchise, it does suck for you too. You're by like only expensive theaters in Hollywood. Yeah, like, I the live arc, the right arc light, in Hollywood. The arc light in Hollywood is super expensive. Yeah, the is. Chinese theater is more expensive. But you got to go go deeper east. Go to the, like Los Files Three or the Vista. They have cheaper t- viewings. Or do what I do and go see movies on Tuesdays at the discount days. Nice. Okay. Six bucks, right. man. But uh, I made it. I made it. It sounds like you had a bad experience. <laughs> what was your, What was? What was the? Uh... No, I, I never really have. I just. I'm not. You've never had a bad experience. I'm not someone who. By... Come on, bro. He because pick, he picks and chooses his movies. Yeah, I know. I only go see movies that I pretty much are guaranteed that I'm gonna like. Okay. So like, if I'm going to see a movie, like, yeah, I'll see what this is about. Yeah. I will feel crappy at the end if I didn't like it. All right. I'll be like, I wasted my time. I wasted my money. I'm never going to get those two hours back. This was stupid. Two movies that – I'll tell you two movies that I thought were going to be slam dunks and that I just could not stand. Yeah. I just thought were just god-awful. One was Tinker Taylor. I was like, there's just no way this is going to be a bad movie. There's just no way. Look at this cast. There's no way this is a bad movie. Huh. Horrendous. 
Okay. I couldn't handle it. Never heard like, of it. Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Yes. Yes. It's nope. Got like never heard of it. It's got like every good British actor in it. Exactly. It's espionage. It's based on I think a novel or like a mini series. It was so choppy and it was so discombobulating. I liked it. It was confusing oh, though. God, it was. It was. It, it took. It was a. It was a process. Oh my to take god. Take in that movie. I'll and then say. and then at the end, you're like, this is the end. It's like, it was bad. I didn't like it. See, uh, that's what other, I fear. Yeah, the other one was, uh, I think it was The Master. Is that the one with, yeah, with uh, the Philip Master Seymour Hoffman? Of yeah, I yeah, enjoyed yeah. that film. <laughs> the Master of Disguise. <laughs> <laughs> no, not uh, that one. Not that one. I was thinking Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, and, and Joaquin uh, and Joaquin Phoenix. I'm yes. like, this duo cannot lose. Yeah, you can't lose with it. They lost. That's how they get you. Man. I actually enjoyed that movie, but that's it was, it was, it was that's how I felt about the fan. Oh, with the uh, – I was like, you know, I remember I – The, the I, movie about Barry Bonds? I was, yeah. Basically, the movie about Barry Bonds. I'm yeah. like, you know, my friends were going we were to go see it. It was like, hey, it's Snipes. It's De Niro. It's baseball. It right. Be bad. It How was, could it be bad? It was terrible. It was bad. About the jo- – oh, you're not a jo- but It was terrible. You know what else bothers me about going to the movies? What? Is that I could, I could be at a tavern for a long stretch of time, let's say five hours, yes. before I have to break the seal. Yeah. But I swear – Wow, to- that's good. I, I swear to Great Caesar's <laughs> ghost himself. Uh-huh. I sit in a movie theater for 20 minutes. <laughs> have a, have a sip gone. of a Diet Pepsi. I'm like, oh, my God. It feels like I, like I drank a can. It's all I can think about. I have to dehydrate myself. I purposely dehydrate myself. Don't have any wow. liquids for two hours and then go into this. And it sucks. Like even in in so anytime you go to a movie, then the the most recent ones I've seen are uh, Wonder Woman, Rogue One. I've had to go back a second time just to be able to have like popcorn yeah. and drinks. And I know the part where like oh I can bounce to the bathroom here, but I never do, and then I still feel miserable. So I get that. <laughs> I get that kind of. I wish you could pause it. Like can we just pause? Like put it in. Like now that these. Filmmakers like making these movies two and a half hours long. Throw in an intermission. Like, is it gonna is it gonna kill you? Oh, that's no. interesting. Just put in an intermission, and then oh, half the anxiety's time. gone. Sure, we can regroup. Yeah, you can kind of let it everything digest. But I think over three hours, I'd be okay with an intermission. Don't do it if it's under. No, how about two and a half hours? Nah, that's about, a I long mean, time. Because here's the thing: how about if you're gonna go watch, you know, Infinity War? Okay, and it's gonna be a two and a half hour epic. All right, and you like to, you know. Maybe you like to booze it up a little bit before you go in. Yes, I do. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's not a bad experience, boozing it up, watching Infinity War. No. That, two and a half hours? That's when I fall asleep. You need a halftime. I think you need a halftime for, for something like that. Sure. So I agree. All right, MG Mike Marcus. Wow, we went down with this. That was pretty yes, good. Yes, we did. MG Mike Marcus Grant, what you got? Uh, I do want to piggyback on what Yelhar said about, you know, congrats to Hytham and Kayla. Uh, that was Certainly a wonderful time. They throw a great party, uh, and, and congrats to them. Uh, definitely excited about Game of Thrones coming back. I want a daily dap, and I know that this is uh, in the newsroom. I feel like I'm in the minority of this. Um, the the series they've been doing on SB Nation, 17776. Is it good? It is weird and wonderful, so and it's really out there. I watched the first so I, episode. I, so I'm behind. I don't know what to call it. Is I it an episode? What yeah, they're kind of episode sure. pieces. It's a saga. Um. I believe he's finished now. It's at chapter twenty-five. I believe is the last one, which I have to catch up and and, and read and watch them all. But dude, are all the chapters as long as chapter one? Because um, no, can, they're then not. I can't handle it. <laughs> they're not. They're uh, not. And some of them are video. So I mean, what part? Okay, so the basic premise is what is the, it's it's based on what is the future of football, but it's yeah. more kind of a dystopian sci-fi future story about yeah. what life will be like fifteen thousand years from now in what 
will be, could be the United States, and it's yep. kind of based around the future of football. Um, like I said, it's it's definitely weird. Uh, it's definitely kind of out there. Yep. Uh, but I I appreciate the fact one, just I think it's a a, a master stroke of creativity. I think it's it's That's a great point. It's one of the more incredible uses of the medium, and just in terms of the internet a, as a combination of visual, of video, of written, of audio. Um, just kind of everything all in one. I just I've been fascinated by it. John Boyce over at SB Nation, who does a lot of really interesting stuff, uh, put this thing together. And so I just I really just kudos to John, kudos to SB Nation for really just deciding to take the leap and being really creative and just do something that's really avant garde out there. Um, you know, at least check it out, even if you don't if you don't follow it, if you don't dig it. Uh, I I just I encourage everybody just to at least look at it. Uh, just click on it, watch an episode or two. Um, just because I really feel like. It, it would encourage more creativity on the internet and create and it, in a time when digital media is starting to pare back in a lot of places. Right. Um, I don't know. I think we need just more people out there willing to kind of take a chance and do something a little bit different. And this definitely fit the bill. Well, I think to, to, to your point too, not only are they scaling back, pairing back, but a lot of folks are, are adamant that you only write short, short, short. Right. So anything over 500 words, <laughs> is frowned upon by management a bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it's like this is just, I mean, you talk about avant-garde. That's a great way to describe it. You've never seen anything like this right. on the Internet. Um, it is amazing. But uh, that being said, it's so long. It's really long. It, it is, is long. so unbelievably it, it long. It is long, and the, you know, and the story is not, you know, it, it, it can be hard to follow at times. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Which was my big problem with it because it's very cool. It's something different, but, like, Oh, you better that, be locked in. That first edition is supposed to be when you you're supposed to hook me yeah. on the story and the promise of what's to come, and I just didn't. There's, I didn't get that. There's a whole lot of WTF coming from. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> well, you know, I'll say this: I like the first, like, you know, I don't know, thirty seconds of it, and yes. I, I really like the last thirty seconds of it too. Uh, of the <laughs> fir- of the first episode. Yes. And it everything. It, it took me like twenty minutes to go through the first first episode. So I, I don't uh, like if there's if there's twenty four more episodes of that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Man. No, they're they're not quite like. I don't know if I I don't know if I want to invest. They're in not quite like. Okay, that. so there you go. But yes, I, I would say go check it out. It's on SB Nation, mm-hmm. and it's called seventeen seven seventy six. Okay, there you go. All right. So it's it's seventeen seventy six. Just throw an extra seven in the middle of it. Bingo. There I like go. it. All right, rank hit me. I want to give anti daps to Hytham. <laughs> okay, for not inviting us. Same. The other guy is here. He laughed at me. Bro. He laughed at me, bro. <laughs> like what the f? I got engaged. Why? I got engaged in August. He got engaged in December. He's already married. I'm not getting married for eight months. He, la- he laughed me. He was on the – but you know what? Like, in fairness to you, you're a little bit more attractive with more going for you. Oh, oh thank you. No, yes. I don't, I don't mean that. Yes, a, I am. I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's like – Hytham was like the team offers them a, a deal. Like, yeah, I'll sign uh, right now. Oh, you could wow. be like, I'll take uh, a little bit more time. Love you, Hytham. Make sure that I'm. He'll, ne- uh, he'll never hear this. <laughs> he'll, he'll never hear this. The one, the one takeaway uh, I did take from that wedding was the suit that Marcus Grant was wearing. That it, it should be, and it's not because he's like, he's too modest. But it should be the the thing that you pin to the top. You know what? Make it your profile photo. I, I I'm considering it. Do at least put it on like inst like your Instagram profile. I, I, I think I, I'm considering whether or not I make put it, it on Instagram or the Facebook. It, it it may pop up. It really it, it's worth it's worth putting up there. So if there's one good thing about us getting stiffed <clears throat> from that wedding, was it open bar by the way? It it's was a high, uh, open bar. Was it was it liquor or beer yes, or wine? All of the above. Uh, well, I was on a rant, so you can kind of bring. Yeah, but you're not going to have a height and wedding without. 
without no, yeah, that feature. Because you can go to, <laughs> yeah, you can you know go I mean? to the uh, the Costco and go get a bunch yeah. of Tito's or whatever and make it a high end right society. Because I got a Costco <laughs> card. I don't know why we did that. That was awful. But what? Buy in bulk, save money. Buying eighty bucks worth of stuff you don't know, like none of this stuff. Because you know, whenever you go, I to love Costco. Costco. It's the worst. It's not because we're we're rock we're walking around. My wife's like, I want to show you Costco. I'm like, I've been to a Costco. I know what it's like. I don't need to go see what it's like. Okay. And I know, and like there was something there, like they sell these Mediterranean chicken skewers. Okay. Which looks like a great lunch option. Yeah. But I know because there was not my wife for whatever I don't know why we have a cart. Like we don't have a I'll carry the baby. Like, no, I'm like, no, let's get a cart. I'm like, oh my God. And I knew. I knew. <laughs> Should we pick these up? I'm like, no. They'll be good for your lunches. I, I'm aware of this. He's like, you need it. Start. Like <laughs> the first time in her in, in a in a decade where she's like, you need to start eating better. I'm like, you never say that. You're in charge of making the meals. And you cook. You fry everything. Like, it's not me. I would love to. Because I knew. I knew once you put one item, uh-huh. once one item yes. goes into the cart. Uh-huh. There, there it is. Boom. Game there over. it is. hundred bucks. You might as well just <laughs> throw a hundred dollar bill because then, then everything goes in. Because otherwise you might not buy oh my 800 paper oh. plates. But if there's somebody, if there's something also in there because you're like, I'm not going to wait in this line to buy like a box of bounty. I see. But if there's like three other items in there, okay, we need this. We need this. We need this. I think you're the first person I've ever heard of complain about Costco. It's miserable. Everyone loves Costco. <laughs> I don't know. Costco is, I, I have to get my mind right You're to go single. to Costco. You're single. It's you an don't awful <laughs> You don't count. I have to get my mind All right. you single, you you guys don't count. I'm just saying, man. What do you need in bulk? What do you need that much I need of? paper towels. Okay. Those paper plates you just you mentioned. You can steal them from Get me work. some of them. <laughs> like, they're here for free. You just walk like you go in. But they're not the same quality, Steal right? Them. They're lower oh quality. They're they're not name brand quality. I, okay. I right. kid you. And some of the stuff, like I was actually Toilet surprised. Paper? They had Travis Matthews shorts okay. at Costco. But they charged them. F- I need plastic bags. They were charging 40 bucks for those. You're like, I could buy that online for 40 bucks. I thought you were supposed to be the savings discount place. Oh, okay, all right. And you got oh. anything else, pal? Uh, yeah. Oh. I got some more stuff. Oh, um, Ladanian Tomlinson. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Uh, because we're working on the Why You Should Root For series, which is wrapping up. And I had a nice uh, conversation with Daily Daps to you for that. Good God almighty. Oh, That's thank a you. hell of a lot of content. That's thank unbelievable. You. Thank you. I, um, but I had a, an opportunity to sit down and talk to him because I was at one point a Chargers season ticket holder. And this was when, during his era. You know, I was old enough as an adult and could finally afford. I'm like, oh, I want to be a season ticket holder for football. And just okay. See what that's like. Yes. And we had a great conversation about those those mid 2000 Charger teams. Talked Love about it. Marty Schottenheimer. Unfortunately, a lot of the stuff I will not be able to print because it, <laughs> it was unfortunate for some. Let's just say like AJ Smith is not a. It's not a. Neither one of us are a fan of him. So. <clears throat> AJ Smith is uh, certainly not a reason why you should. No. Him not being there should be okay. <laughs> But, yeah, so that was really cool and really it kind of solidified because I always had these random fan theories like, you know, like Drew Brees was a good quarterback. Like, there was no reason to draft Eli Manning right. and subsequently trade for Phillip Rivers because Larry Fitzgerald went third in that draft. But what did they get in that hall? They got Phillip? They got Phillip. They got Sean Merriman, Nate Cady. Yeah. I mean, they did fine. Yeah, that's but good. They, well, they could have drafted Larry Fitzgerald, and you would have had Brees, Fitzgerald, and LaDainian Tomlinson. Wow. Wow. And I would never have fired. And I'm like, were you guys banned when they fired Marty Schottenheimer? 
And uh, I'm sure he's been on record saying this. Yeah. But he's like, yeah. He's like, Marty was my guy. I'm like, yeah. of course he was. Of course. And if Marlon McCree just falls down I know. after that interception. Bro, what are you doing? They play host. You're not going to freaking return that 80 yards to the house. Stop it. Go down. And then they play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you doing, man? And they would have hosted the Colts in the AFC Championship oh, game, which would have been Peyton Manning, yeah. who they owned. They owned him. Oh, my God. And it's outdoors. Forget it. Yeah. And then they would have played the Bears in the Super. They could have won that anyways. <clears throat> um, low ball, continuing to play well. That's my niece, Lucy, okay. who is uh, 10 years old. Okay. She's starting to do stand-up. She's got a- she No, got like she's a, not. She got a little microphone. What? That's great. And a little thing. So for the family, so I said, I'll go out, and I emceed, like, like as a joke. And yeah. she really <laughs> got into it. And then I wrote her a joke, too, because okay, yeah. uh, we did a little ad-lib off of something. Her, one of her jokes is like, what do you call a bald comedian? Like, what? She's, like, sad. I'm like, how? Oh, <laughs> man, she got you, dude. Oh, Roasted. Burn. Oh, Roasted by burn a 10-year-old. It's good. All right. So good. she's great. Perfect. Uh, dabs to her. Dabs to uh, Comedy Central for bringing back Scrubs. I forgot how much I'd love this show. Now okay. it's back on Comedy Central All right, good. Uh, every morning. And Mike Tomlin, I just got a notification on my phone that he yeah. followed me. <laughs> oh, no, no. Why? <laughs> Dude. I want to talk. I hate when they do this. It's like when the Raiders followed me. It's like, well, now I can't talk S on <laughs> Now I want to make all these Steeler jokes, and I can't. The yeah, great Adam right. Rank with his daily daps. All right, that's it for the show. We'll catch you again on Thursday, 8 a.m. Rate and review the podcast. Go check the late round series on NFL.com slash fantasy as well. For the WizKid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar, Matt Franciscovich, MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, and Adam Rank. I'm James Coe. We'll see you. See you later. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.